Hi, this is Lainey Cameron, and you're listening to the Best of Women's Fiction podcast. I'm a marketing expert, a digital nomad, and author of the 11-time award-winning novel, The Exit Strategy. If you haven't read it yet, I'd love to know what you think. I created this podcast to showcase authors and books I admire. You can follow me on Instagram, watch me make a fool of myself on TikTok, and my website is laineycameron.com. If you enjoy the podcast, I'd love any suggestions for future episodes. Also, it helps a lot if you subscribe and give it a quick review. This episode is with Kaylin Fogarty. We talk about her beautiful, poignant, heartwarming and uplifting novel, What We Carry, which deals with the difficult experience of miscarriage. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. And where are you joining me from? Where are you? I see you're in a beautiful back garden setting there. <laughs> um, I'm in Long Island, New York, actually. I'm outside in my backyard hiding from my two children right now. So this was the quietest place I could find. I love it. And why don't we start by, why don't you tell those who are unfamiliar with this beautiful book? I wrote just the most amazing five-star endorsement for this book. You you captured my heart with it in a topic that is not easy to write about. So why don't you start by just telling folks a little bit about what the book is about? Uh, what We Carry is the story of Cassidy Morgan. She's a woman in her early 30s who has a wonderful husband and is very successful in her career. She's an equine veterinarian and she's ready to start the next phase of her life, which for her is motherhood. Um, after struggling with fertility, um, infertility, sorry, um, the couple finally finds themselves pregnant, but uh, miscarries the pregnancy at 20 weeks. Uh, the rest of the novel really touches on how this loss sends ripple effects through all parts of Cassidy's life and also uh, her husband and some of the other members of her family. So the novel is about grief, it's about loss, but ultimately it's also about hope when the couple finds themselves pregnant again. And, you know, in the midst of all of this, they're also dealing with the stigma of miscarriage and all the hundreds of complicated emotions that this brings with it. So it's overall, it's a novel of hope, but it deals with kind of the heavy topic of miscarriage that isn't often represented in fiction. And you're right. I, I actually, one of the things I especially appreciated about this book is I haven't read that many women's fiction novels that delve into the topic of miscarriage and what it feels like to go through that. I was actually just doing another interview um, on a different podcast where I was talking about, I think there's huge value actually for husbands to read this book because at that point when a woman is going through this, the last thing they can do is describe everything they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And you do such a fabulous job of capturing that and capturing the challenges that it creates in a relationship, right? Even a good relationship when you're dealing with grief at this magnitude and level and congratulations. It's a Thank beautiful you. novel, excellently portrayed. Thank you. Thank you. So let's take a quick peek at a review. Um, this one uh, is from Rebecca Hodge, who's the author of Wildland and her own second book actually is just coming. Um, and she also writes books that kind of capture the emotions and really take you on an emotional journey. And I love how she says this, she says, Few losses are as shattering as the death of a child, but when that loss occurs as a miscarriage, parents often find themselves isolated in their grief. This fresh, unflinchingly honest story depicts the chronic ache of grief, the challenge of self-forgiveness, and ultimately the achievement of a new sense of balance with fully drawn characters that will live in your heart long after the last page. This moving portrait is not to be missed. And Having read it, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Rebecca said it so well. Like I was on this journey with these characters and 
feeling the emotions and understanding the grief in a way that I'd, I'd never really lived that before. You know, the best fiction helps you live an experience. And this really did that for me. So thank you. Oh, I'm glad that it resonated with you. So w inspiration, this is a hard, hard question here, because I think this, at least reading this novel, I could tell that the author had personal experience of the topic she was writing, but this wasn't something you just came up with. So I am interested in like, wow, talk to me about how you came around writing the novel. I think this novel is going to be healing for many people. Was it healing for you to write it or was it the opposite? Was it hard to write it? So I, I hope that it's going to be healing for others. That was one of my motivations in writing it. Uh, in 2017, I miscarried my own pregnancy at almost 17 weeks. So I wasn't quite as far along as my character in the novel. But after this happened, I found myself feeling very isolated and you know, I was grieving and also just very confused. You know, I was so far along, I thought, you know, that I was in the safe zone, so to speak. Um, so I started looking towards um, the place where I always found a lot of solace, which was books and specifically fiction. You know, in the process, I found a lot of memoirs and self-help books, which although they were beautifully done, it wasn't quite what I was looking for. You know, there's something about getting lost in a book that's not someone's very specific story uh, that kind of helps you to connect in a, in a different way. So when I couldn't find it, I kind of got the germ of the idea that maybe I would start writing myself. Um, this was in 2017 and I didn't actually start writing this novel until my first um, baby Hayden was born um, in 2018. So I gave myself, you know, the time and space there to, to think and to grieve and to come to terms with what exactly I wanted to say on the matter. Um, so I began writing in uh, I think the very end of 2018 and finished it actually right before the birth of my second daughter. You know, I think it was important that I wrote this after having a little time to grieve myself, because if I wrote this, you know, right in the thick of things, I think it would have been a very different novel. Ultimately, it was very cathartic. And I've, you know, I've spoken with a lot of women and friends and people that have shared with me their own stories of miscarriage. And so far, I'm getting a lot of positive feedback, which is really the most important part in all of this for me. I mean, if I could write this and one person feels like they were seen and felt like they weren't so alone, that's that's really what has been the most amazing part of this for me. And when you're writing such an emotional topic like this, right, which is coming from that, that experience, do you have any tips for self-care? Like, how did you make sure as you were writing this book that Obviously, when you write something like this, I imagine you're reliving it a little, right? Which has got to be really mm -hmm. painful. And part of it is getting that pain on the page. But also that must mean self-care is really important. Like, how did you manage that? So, I mean, I think what helped me was I wrote the whole novel in the third person point of view first, um, which I thought at first that that was the correct way to write it because it was going to put a little more distance between me and the main character because I really didn't want this to be just my story. I wanted this to kind of encompass you know, the journey that women who experience loss and their husbands and their families feel. So I wrote the, you know, whole 90,000 words in the third person and then ultimately went back and rewrote it. As if you read the book, you will know it's very far from the third person. Um, but I think this actually gave me a little distance and I could get the story on the page and kind of just tell the story to myself. You know, in this, in terms of self-care, having my two babies and my day job, which I'm a horseback riding instructor. So um, I've always found a lot of comfort in horses and animals. So I think just, you know, keeping in touch with that part of me alongside the writing was very important. And do you have any advice for others who might want to take a personal experience, whatever that is, and write about it? Like anything you've learned as a writer that might be helpful to other writers? 
I think the most important thing is if you're going to write about something that is deeply personal is to be as honest as possible, because I think it does come across on the page if you're trying to, you know, hit hard on just a theme or trying to, you know, be almost too on the nose. I really tried to just lay it all out there as honestly, even if sometimes it was a little painful to read or to look at, you know, there were some parts of the main character's personality that could sometimes come off maybe a little bit harsh and, you know, and, and those were all very honest feelings and experiences. So I think if you can be honest, it does come across on the page and the readers will notice. One of the things I thought you captured really well is the relationship with her husband in the book. And this concept that no matter how your relationship starts, grief can really tear apart a relationship, especially if you're not dealing with it together or you're dealing with it in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I just thought you captured that so well. Did you have to do anything in particular to, to work out how to get that dynamic on the page? I mean, I talked to my husband and I, you know, I, I talked to a lot of women who had experienced loss and everyone's experience, even though it was similar, was also so different. You know, I had some people who you know, did not want to have a baby right away and others who wanted to like, you know, just that was all they could think about. And I, I tried to put myself kind of in each of their shoes and respond to my own way of dealing with the loss and, and to see how like that might be different and how it was the same. And that's kind of how I morphed the character of Owen together, you know, so he had some pieces of my husband and other people that I've talked to. And, you know, I, I hope that I expressed how difficult it can be to mourn something when you're when you're both mourning it in a different way. Well, the language and the way you captured some of those emotions, I, I find myself highlighting all the way through this book. There were just several points where, and I can't remember exactly how you said it, but there was like a point where he's thinking like, how can a 10 years of marriage fall apart in 10 days? And it just, you captured it so beautifully that I highlighted parts all the way through this book. It is incredibly well written. Um, congratulations. Thank you. So did it change a lot during editing? Like you said it changed from first from third person to first person. Like other than that, what kind of changes did it have to go through? So um, I wrote the whole thing in third person. And then I wrote the entire book from the point of view of Cassidy alone. So then that was, you know, so it was mostly her story. But after writing it, I think an important part of the story was how it affected her husband and, you know, also other people in her life. So I ended up going back and first adding in Owen and then adding in two additional characters, her mother and her sister. And this was basically to, um, you know, her mother was a little bit of a, a tough character. Cassidy and her mom had a lot of uh, conflict to, you know, before the pregnancy loss. And she was there to really show like how some people had great intentions after a loss to try to help, you know, a woman through it. And it was often, you know, didn't come across right or things were said, you know, with great intentions that were often interpreted not as kindly. And also just to show the different um, ways that motherhood affects different women. So all four points of view ended up being a lot of words. I think I ended at like 140,000. So I ended up cutting a lot of them, which ultimately made it a much better story. I think it was at that point me telling you know, stuff to myself. And after cutting a bunch, it's about 100,000 words now. <laughs> I think that's fascinating that you felt like you needed the other points of view to tell the whole story. Like, like we tend to think that if we just write from the perspective of the main character, that it'll all come across. And I, I just think that's interesting that you needed those other perspectives you felt, at least, to get it I all did. across. You know, as I wrote Cassidy, um, her mom and sister kind of kept popping in more and more. And 
ultimately I decided they needed to have their own chapters to kind of say it from their point of view. So switching gear a little, do you get a chance to read while you're two little kids, right? And you're working on a book and bringing it out. Like, do you get a chance to read anything yet? I do. You know, I love reading. Um, I read as much as I can and pretty widely. I love thrillers. I mean, women's fiction is my favorite. Um, I actually just recently read uh, When the Stars Go Dark by Paula McLean. And she's one of my favorite, favorite authors. I love The Paris Wife and, you know, all of her historical fiction, which is, I don't always read a lot of that genre. So I was very curious to read this one. And I thought it was just so beautifully written. I mean, she has an amazing way with words and just the slight thriller aspect, but while being very character driven, I have been recommending that one to everybody. And right now I just started Cersei by Madeline Miller. And I might be a little late on the, you know, getting on that one, but so far I'm really liking it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And let me uh, just show folks before I ask you my last question here, how they can connect with you if they want to connect with you. On Instagram, you're at kfogarty author, F-O-G-A-R-T-Y author, and then www.kaylinfogarty.com online. And my last question I always like to ask folks is, is there anything I haven't asked you that you like to talk about in interviews or that you hoped to talk about today? I, you know, by day, I am a horseback riding instructor, and that's been one of my passions. Um, horses are, you know, before my children, before my husband, they were, you know, my my life growing up. And, you know, in the book, Cassidy is an equine veterinarian. So that's kind of where that aspect of the book uh, snuck in. And, you know, I went to college and I was either going to be a horseback rider or a vet and ended up being a horseback rider. And I look back and I, I kind of wish I had studied literature or English because, you know, I, I think that would have been put to good use because I, you know, I love language and writing, obviously, and but I have no actual formal schooling in that matter. Well, I'm actually kind of jealous because I'm a horse person. I, I love horses. So the concept that you get to be around horses all day just it's makes me awesome. insanely jealous. <laughs> it's very awesome, I must say. I'm very lucky. Well, I encourage folks to go read this book. Like I said, five-star read, absolutely beautiful. And the writing, oh my goodness, for a debut novel. Actually, it's not your debut. I, I stand corrected. You have a set. This is your second novel, right? This one, I, yeah, I wrote it one 13 years ago and um, very, very different genre. It was a little speculative. Um, had a little bit of a love story aspect to it. But um, this is my first, you know, traditionally published novel. Well, for a first traditionally published second novel, even if it had been your fifth, I would have said the same thing, which is the writing on this novel is beautiful. You just took me on this amazing, touching journey, left me hopeful, helped me experience something I, I, I could not have experienced in the same way as you wrote about it. So I just want to say thank you for bringing this novel into the world. Well, thank you for having me here to talk with you. And, you know, I'm so glad it resonated with you. And I do hope that readers who have experienced loss can find it and maybe, you know, help heal a little bit. For links to the books that were mentioned in this episode, the author's social media, and more, visit bestofwomensfiction.com. You can also see the video version of this same episode. I'd love if you followed me, Lainey Cameron, on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the podcast right here. And if you enjoy it, please share with friends. 